You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 1, Episode 2, Lonely Hearts. Angel tracks a worm-like demon that preys on lonely hearts at a hip nightclub. So hip. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. It's not playing. Oh well. Uh, That's weird. Hold on one second. Sergeant Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's what? Lonely Hearts Club? Oh, oh, oh. You? Yeah, can you guys hear it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. I think it's very fitting. Yes. <laughs> 240. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have lyrics. Yeah. The lyrics are there. Lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that went very well. All right. Did the people <laughs> cheering us on? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> and that's enough of that. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That's horrible. <laughs> okay, who are we? <laughs> I guess worst I can't remember. Well, Robin. you're Steph. Robin. What? Don't Introduce first. yourself. Robin. Oh, I say it first. I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Kimberly. This is Gabby. <laughs> I'm Illyrio. That's it. That's it. Uh, we're, we're, is that all of us? That's it. I'm here. Are That's we sure? right. Yeah. No guests, remember? That's no right. Guests. So this is our sophomore episode, so <laughs> things aren't supposed to go Talk about well. a slump. Yeah. yeah. My, still it's working my, out things. My freshman episode. <laughs> Yes, oh, Gabby. You're under the weather. <laughs> yes. Ah. It's okay. Well, yeah. I'm fine now. That's good. good. Very yes. happy to hear that. <laughs> Everybody was very disappointed that they didn't get to hear your thoughts on City of. Yeah, maybe we should start out with that. Yeah, Gabby, <laughs> what did you think of City of? Well, I think my um, opinion of City of is going to be pretty much the, my same opinion of Lonely Hearts. So let's get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound promising. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan so far, let's just say. That's oh. weird, because I'm loving it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> my eyeballs nearly rolled right out of my skull <laughs> a whole bunch of times. So. You really should have someone look at that. <laughs> yeah so moving on so a uh, few things uh we get to have uh the first of in the series uh we this is the first time we actually see doyle have a vision mm-hmm. what do you guys think of uh doyle's visions not impressive but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it develops I like Buffy's dreams better. 
Agreed. Less painful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they don't include nightclubs as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other first? Well, this is the first episode we see Detective Kate Lockley. Ugh. <laughs> she reminded me of Helen Hunt so much. I really? found it incredibly distracting. Hmm. Her voice and the, the crazy 80s, 90s hair was just, ugh. And I couldn't stop thinking of Helen Hunt, so it kept throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also uh, set up, the. this is the first uh, setup of uh, Doyle starting to crush on Cordy and then the Cordy not not into the whole demon thing. So that's begun. <laughs> it's like if only she could have said, I can't stand Irish guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because then it wouldn't it would be less predictable. <laughs> you know, like there are some other things I thought in this episode that were really awesome because they weren't very predictable. Like what? Um, they fooled me into thinking that, you know, guy was, you know, bad guy. And then they fooled me into thinking girl was bad guy. And then they fooled me into thinking uh, other guy was bad guy. There was lots of fooling of me in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was, I was fooled many times and I'm not usually fooled. Yeah. Were you surprised when Kate Lockley, uh, turned out to be a LAPD detective? I, I should have seen it coming. I thought she was just a, the world's biggest loser. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's her name? Elizabeth Rom. Yeah. She is much better suited for law and order. Yeah. That's where I know her from. Thank you. Uh, she let's is not, so much. Let's not discount her yet. I mean, this is her first episode. Oh, she comes back! Yay! Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, it means that my last note ever says, "I hope Kate sticks around and helps out Magnum with his cases." That's true. <laughs> uh, listen to this. Did you know this, uh, Robin? Yeah. The what? second episode was really supposed to be called "Corrupt." Oh really? yes, I was reading it about was that. Today. Very dark and very grim. It was about prostitutes in a brothel, and mm-hmm. Kate. Kate was like a coke addict who had gotten, uh, you know, too far undercover, addicted to cocaine <laughs> and a prostitute. Now that, that would have been cool. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, maybe not was, for network TV, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the writers liked where they were going with it, and no. the network didn't like it either. But. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a. I, I was reading about it. There's there's there was supposed to be a scene where Cordy goes undercover with the uh, the hookers, and her opening line is, "So how's tricks, fellow hookers?" And uh, <laughs> one streetwalker number one says, "Bitch, if you live in the life, I'm Julia Roberts." So we missed out oh. on. Wow. Oh my god. That's what happens when you actually let Josh Eden write something (laughs) rather than Joss Whedon. This is actually this is actually written by David Fury, both episodes. That the Man, that name. That name. David Fury. Walkabout. (laughs) Walkabout, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Don't mention the LOST show. <laughs> it's just every day that goes by, I hate it more and more. <laughs> I just, with every fabric of my being, um, it's just, there are some fun moments, but there's just so much crap. It was, it was just awful. But, you know, I won't spoil anyone since we're doing this live-ish. Um, <laughs> surprising that Kim's on it. I'm trying to stop you from talking about it, too. Not surprising, since she's currently offline. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try to cover up for her. No, I, I was going to make her sound We're like keeping she's it being, real, Robin. She's being mysteriously We're silent. <laughs> We're keeping it real all the way. Okay. Mm. That noise is. So, can I, uh, can I just go through a couple of points of revelation here? Sure. Please. Uh, point of revelation number one for me. Uh, business cards? Really? <laughs> when she was handing them out at the club, I thought they were going to think that they were like some crazy religious Cordy cult or something. Cordy does not know discreet. <laughs> Angel's social skills are horrible. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> and that Kate woman, when I first met her, was like, she's really got verbal diarrhea. I won't shut up. <laughs> um... And uh, fight, followed by more bad angel socializing. <laughs> and there was a weird transition, and I was really disappointed to see it come back from Which one, one scene to another. The kind of like yeah. really quick flash with sunsets yeah. and sunrises. I, I just wondered if that's like set off any seizures in any. I don't know. Body. But it was it's weird. weird. It, it is. It's like it's like an outside city shot. You see some sort of sunset or sunrising or whatever, and cars going. Sunrise, then you see like a flash of uh, uh, the scene beforehand, like uh, uh, like Cordy saying something, and then it, it then it transitions into the next. And scene. it's so funny that Joss and uh, Joss and David Greenwalk talked about it on the commentary of CDF. They talked about oh, it's either they're either going to be talking about how cool it is in ten years or how dated it is. <laughs> <laughs> like guitar solos. Um, <laughs> um, the ADR was terrible in one part. Um, Which part? Uh, when when uh, Angel and Kate were outside, the second yeah. time they were going to go in, it was just weird. <laughs> I don't know if it was my Netflix acting up or if it was just awful. I think it was just awful. And mm. at the bar, when Angel is asking all this, all these Sharon questions, nobody's like, "Dude, why do you want to know?" <laughs> They're just giving him all the information. And, I thought they knew too much information. Yeah. And uh, two two more points for me. Uh, poor nerd, performance anxiety. <laughs> and, uh, what the fuck? We've all been there, right? Angel right? clearly walking in the daylight. Oh. Come on! It was, it was, it was, um, the sun hadn't risen yet. Oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he uh, was walking in the shadow of a building. I have a note on that from Joss. It's you, Illyrio. It okay. says... He says, sunlight, yeah, that's been a problem. It's just hard for the DP to light the show and avoid it entirely. And then tonight there was a shot that was color time so that it was supposed to be pre-dawn that came out like post-dawn. Bear with us. We know it's not all there yet. Accepted. That's a note from Joss. (sighs) Well, did he send it along with donuts or caffeinated Mountain Dew? Because then I'll accept it. So uh, if you want to accept any of that from 1999, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I think I had a donut from 1999 just the other week. <laughs> Supermarket donut fail. Yeah, but that's the points for me. Also, you know, grappling hook fail. 
Um, <laughs> I'll go out right now and, and tell you guys, I love this episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Illyria, I, I have to say, uh, I, I was really... Coming back to this episode, I was really kind of annoyed at, seriously, like, the 15 minutes we had to spend in that bar at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. It was like 15 minutes of episode time. But then the two fights that are just completely off the wall and awesome <laughs> afterwards uh, made up for it. You mean the ones where you could tell, obviously, that the stunt double was, what, shorter and way skinnier than David Boreanaz? That's our friend Mike Massa. We're going to get to know him uh, throughout the series. <laughs> but then when he was fighting the geek guy, the guy was like <laughs> six inches taller or 50 pounds heavier. Yeah, well, basically, whenever you see Angel go for like a roundhouse, you total it's totally Mike Massa every time. You know, it's uh, it, it's I always thought it was, I think it's awkward whenever like Angel goes for like the the the, the kung fu moves rather than mm-hmm. just straight up you know bruising. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I have I have another thing here. Is is uh, David Boreanaz is stunt double Mike Massa says the scene in which he's tossed across the room upside down is his favorite stunt of this season to get the effect. He was shot across the room using an air Ram. He wow. says, the reason I like this so much is because it really knocked the heck out of me. He says it was 900 pounds of thrust on the air Ram. I don't know what that is. I had to hit the corner just right. If I was off, if I hit dead center of the corner with my shoulder spread out, it could have broken a collarbone. I had to hit it sideways, my back flat to the wall, and kind of skip into it. But it just pile drove me right to the ground. The director, uh, Jim Contner, was jumping up and down. He thought it was the best stunt he'd ever seen. Jim Wetner? The, the director of the episode, Jim Contner. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought that was actually pretty cool, too. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that one, and I love the uh, uh, angel grabbing it onto the gate. The gate, yeah, <laughs> and grabbing the guy with his legs backwards. <laughs> so agile. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't like that, Gabby? I really don't. I solo checked out. At a couple of different points during this episode, I did not like it at all. It was so bad. It was so cheesy to me. From the montages, the musicals. Well, the montage was <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Okay. I, yeah, the montage I agree with hilarious. the montage bit. That was a oh, bit What song is that? I love that song. Oh, I don't know, but it was freaking painful. And and uh, in the fact that so far it seems to be taking itself so seriously, it's just bugging me. It's just ah. Uh. And Cordelia, okay. Um, I mean, we all know she looks like she's twenty five or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how the hell is she getting into nightclubs when she's eighteen years old? Don't they card people in LA? Obviously no. not. <laughs> it's LA, man. Oh God! Just, the, just, her just the way it goes. That's true. Drew Barrymore used to get in the clubs when she was, what, 10? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but she was a super-duper celebrity. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, other things to like Cordelia. I don't do... Did she ever mention ever her desire to be an actress at all on Buffy? And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm an actress. Oh, I'm an actress. Really? 
Seriously, Cordelia? Seriously? It's just well, it's all fucking pissing me off at this point. She, she's always wanted to be the center of attention. I, and the actress isn't very yeah. far stretched. She was going to go to college, and she can't go to college now because yeah. of her family's financial trouble. So what's the easiest way for her to get rich? <laughs> hotel, well, hotel, hotel husband. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was someone's quote. Uh, I really do sincerely apologize. I, uh, you know, brain fart, but that was her plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It used like to be my plan, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like all the setting up of the investigation stuff. <sighs> like when they were uh, right after Doyle had his little flash. Flash forward, shall we say. (laughs) And then then every time that the three of them were together, like, plotting and planning what their next move was, that's when I was like, ugh, they need, uh, I don't like this part. But uh, everything else was was good around it. Yeah, uh, well, first off, they're called Visions on the show, so that's (laughs) the Visions. And, uh, yeah, Person of Interest is totally ripped off Angel, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Emerson has a machine that knows that something is happening to somebody by at a certain place. Number? Yeah, yeah, by, by <laughs> I don't know, cameras or whatever, but it's as if uh, Michael Emerson has a, a machine from the powers that be. So. Nice. Hmm. I just turned that show off for good. I was like, I'm done with you. So, um, it, I'll turn it, it off 15 minutes in. Me too. <laughs> I did that with Terra Nova. I could not. Oh, oh, that is awful. I think I gave it an, two more episodes than I should have. <gasps> I gave it a half an hour, and I was done. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. <laughs> you really? You still it's cheesy, it? but it's fun. I don't know. All I know is Canada's worst driver is back on the air tomorrow night. This is the <laughs> so, Gabby, did you enjoy Cordy's response to Bra Watch? <laughs> I think that's a yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to take the quote, so. I just to and, and I and I enjoyed her explanation about um having um um about um. Ah, oh, Angel not being able to have sex. Anyway. Yeah. Our exposition Cordy was just perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. Did that Wait, what did repeat. she say? Go ahead, stuff. What did she say? I don't remember. She basically summed up the entire series of of Buffy so far well, in she about was just- two sentences. Yeah, she was just saying, like, you know, oh, it kind of sucks for you to be at a bar because it's not like you can, like, bring a girl home and... <laughs> have sex with her or anything because you'll just get all like turned into evil homicidal maniac and kill everybody yes. and i wrote that at this point i was like how embarrassing is it for everybody to know your curse <laughs> <laughs> like, so just... what did she say about bra watch oh about that mm-hmm. i don't know is that a quote from anybody no not for okay. me not for me Cordy- Doyle notices, like, she had, like, a bra hanging on a doorknob or something like that. She's picking up oh. with a chair. She's like, oh, she's like, oh, you're so childish. Cody, oh, I wear bra. bras. Oh, I have girl parts. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, the show's about loneliness and making connections and, uh, 
Kate just can't trust people or make connections and Angel can't make connections and these people at this bar can't make connections and can't trust people and are lonely. And Angel only talks to girls with blonde hair. Oh my god. And <laughs> Another blonde damsel in distress I wrote. Uh-huh. You talked to that redhead for like a hot minute. For half a second, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to have blonde watch. <laughs> oh. Oh, Who's got their phone me? too close to the microphone? Maybe that's me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got a face. Okay, it's my Facebook. Make it work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you see how offended Kate was that Angel ripped the page out of the phone book? It's <laughs> <laughs> like rip, and she's like, "Oh, another one." <laughs> yeah, that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> you know, Kate, 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 Kate. <laughs> I just feel like Joss was not up on the casting this year. Mm. In general. Mm hmm. I feel like he maybe delegated it to somebody else. Delegated the casting process? Yes. Hmm. I just think she's terrible for the show. Well, Are you saying I, that... I think she's okay, having just watched it for the first time. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was weird, you know, to have her say all those things, and that was big loser territory, but finding out that she was trolling for a killer... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of made more sense for me. But it, but it was really true. She was saying it um, because she's looking for the killer. But in actuality, she really does feel that way. Oh, I don't discount that she feels that way. We can all feel that way. But don't just tell a random tell stranger all your person. deepest, darkest fears and concerns <laughs> and anxieties. And oh my goodness, foibles. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make a connection spilling your guts out like that to everybody. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I'm going to venture a guess that Kate's going to fall for Angel. Anyone mm. else with me on that? I think you're right. Sure. <laughs> and he'll like her because she's blonde. Yes. But I don't think he's going to like her that much because she's legal. And she's a strong woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't remember. Did the episode end with Kate not knowing that it was a demon? No, she doesn't no, know. No, she did know it was a no. demon because no. the guy's skin felt. No, no, no. She just said, "Oh, the bartender um, was the guy, and he had a, he was connected to all of them, so it makes sense." Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Mm-hmm. I really wonder if that's going to happen every single week. I hope no. not, because that's really lame. Are you got it? Do you have a problem with Scully? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's not talk about Scully. I'm in the middle of my <laughs> of my rewatch, and I'm on season one. And Scully is just dense. <laughs> just dense. Hard-headed. Dense. There's a difference between being hard-headed and being dense. Alright? X-Files spoiler alert. You're, the ghost of your own father comes to you after he dies. Instance after his death. And you're still going to be a skeptic? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. You're abducted by aliens and a, they put a chip into your skin. 
and you still don't believe? <sighs> dense, right, dense, careful, dense. Careful, careful, careful. There's, there may I be a intro cast in the future. Yet. It's all good. Yeah, but in way in the future. Like Wait. 114 episodes of Angel in the future, right? <laughs> <laughs> Gabby sounds scared. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gabby, what did you like? <laughs> well, let's really let's shorten the podcast. What did you like, Gabby? <laughs> Doyle shirts. <laughs> they were so awesome. Nice. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> awesome. And, and I liked the business cards, and but I was confused. Why didn't anybody automatically know that that was a drawing of an angel? I mean, seriously. Oh, I don't know. I knew it was an angel. Deep. I didn't think it was a bird or I, th- I think it was just comic relief. A lobster. Yeah. <laughs> I like that um, when Angel gives uh, Kate the card after she says the lobster <laughs> comment, he says, I'll be around, which is much like uh, um, what Superman says to Lois Lane. Perhaps uh, when he does his first interview, he says, I- I'm always around. Yeah. Oh. Really, Robin? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> really? You're gonna go. Well, there. they do enough Batman references. I gotta represent the man in blue. That <laughs> <laughs> really, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't see it. Sorry, but again, I'm not sleeping with a giant poster of Superman above my bed. <laughs> yeah, my wife hates it. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? That was a joke. Was a joke. Okay. Hey, I think uh, the song was touched by Vast. Thank you. Sure. Awesome. That's Taryn Al- Elena Miller. Ah, Facebook. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I I was really kind of surprised at how I didn't see some of the surprising things coming. No. Yeah. You know, I thought Guy was bad, and he was, but then it looked like Girl was bad, but she was. And as soon as I realized, you know, it was like a, you know, a body-jumping demon, mm-hmm. it made I figured it sense. out when she was at the club all vamped up. No no pun intended. Yeah, considering how plain Jane she was yeah. the previous Yeah, and they all called her dowdy or and like a frump, and then she came, like, dressed up like that. Hmm. <laughs> She likes to get it on with some screeches. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. A screech. I was kind of hoping that first guy would stay around. He was kind of pretty nice. <laughs> That's what I liked about this episode. Yeah? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed how the transference of demon from one body to another was incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, it did look like... Uh... It looked like someone went somewhere they weren't supposed to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like to me. That's exactly what it looked like to me, and it was just hilarious. Especially when poor Screech got it. Yeah. She's like, turn on your side. Like, why? (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's an inconsistency that hopefully SOD won't just be shouted at me. Angel talks about how the transference has to happen after a sex act. So bartender guy 
did he have some kind of sex act with Kate, or was he in nah. too much of a rush? That was a speculation. It wasn't well, that was actually just pure speculation. It was just Angel speculating. All right, that's just so the demon just wanted to get it on before. Well, it's to get him in the right position and to relax, you know. <laughs> well, the demon oh, I see. Had to have a connection. That's why. Like the back seat of a Volkswagen. <laughs> very, very uncomfortable. The demon place. just wanted a new body. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that demon's got to be running some crazy, crazy metabolism-changing stuff. That that bartender had, like, some serious issues after the fight. I mean, I, I although I enjoyed the readjusting of the skin flap. I thought that was hilarious. I, I, I thought most of this episode was fun and really quite charming. Um, you know, and Gabby, I mean, I hear you say that they're mm-hmm. taking themselves so seriously. I don't think they are at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's almost satire. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of tongue-in-cheek, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I thought it was... <laughs> and I like David Boreanaz when he's funny. <laughs> like, I like the funny moments. <laughs> well, it is nice to see him less broody. Although we got a whole bunch of brood right at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then again, sort of at the yes. end. Yeah. Uh-huh. But with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. Smirk. Oh, he's so charming. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone misses Ed Jealous. <laughs> I never thought I would. <laughs> but I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, well. No, oh, well. I, um, Yeah. I think I'm done talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) The part where the bartender's skin was like half off his face and he ran up to that girl and was like, please, I just want to hold you. (laughs) That's like a Saturday night when I go out. I'm like, every guy that comes up to me, like, really? This is the best I can do. (laughs) And I run away screaming. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would identify with. Toronto does have quite a lot of people with bad skin. (laughs) (laughs) so are we we doing what do we do with the feedback next or we do our ratings ratings okay and unless uh steph or robin you guys have anything else you might want to add or um no stephanie i'm done Awesome. <laughs> Cordy and Spike were just on Supernatural. Yes, that it was, was great. Yeah. That's another show I have to acquire to watch. That show yeah. is so like watching. It really is. It sure. Very few people, I mean, like, only like a million and a half people watch it. I can't believe it. Really? That's it? Yes. And every single one of them. Are online. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Every single one of them are nineteen-year-old girls. Well, I mean, from what I saw at Comic Con, it, it's very compelling. I just have to. It is. It's very you know, good. There's some sh- really good stuff. I have in to that find show. a good b- boarding school for my children so I can actually watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Um, yeah. So, uh, Gabby, I think you should go first. Okay. Um, I'm still stuck on that stupid montage, so I'm going to give this one out of ten cheesy, generic rock montages. That's a vast montage. (laughs) I really, 
I, I wanted to like it so much. I really, really did, but I couldn't. It was just so, just so bad that it was actually bad instead of being so bad that it was good to me. And, I, and okay. I shouldn't be saying it like I'm apologizing, but that's how it's coming out. I just, I just couldn't freaking stand it. So I'm giving it a one out of ten, and I'm crossing my fingers and hoping it gets better because everybody yeah. seems to love the series. Yeah. So I'm assuming that it's going to get miles better. But it's almost to me so far season one of Buffy. I like more than the first two episodes of Angel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I know Steph can probably agree with me. Uh, the next episode will get you. Okay. Wait, what's the next episode? It's only in the dark. <laughs> uh, is, uh, is that like the first crossover? Well, you know, no need to let them know that. Stop. Wait, wait. <laughs> it, what's the name of it? In the dark? In the dark. Robin, you could have just said no. Yeah, it's true. No. <laughs> oh, no. I think I really, love, I really love this next episode. Is it the one... Oh. Don't say anything, Gabby. <laughs> you'll you'll the you'll love the next episode. Opening so teaser. You know it's great. Kimberly is not spoiled because she's not online right Trigerous. now. Dangerous. Well, I don't know. That little bit of information really doesn't sway me in either direction. Oh, you think it, it doesn't sway you, but, <laughs> but people it, know it sways you. They can oh, tell it sways you, even if you can't, Gabby. It's <laughs> very. It's it's very Patrick Swayze. In fact. Oh my. Huh? Hey, Kim. Completely throwing you off. Kim. I'm like, what? Kim, are you there? Yeah. You just avoided a major spoiler. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Steph totally spoiled us about That's something so coming sorry. up in the next episode. The and now the podcast spoiled. is ruined. <laughs> Good. Seriously, you're just messing. I'm exaggerating to prove a point <laughs> to people <laughs> not here. <laughs> Uh, Kim? Oh, Gabby, uh-huh. were you done shitting on... I mean, rating the episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this episode. I'm enjoying the series so far. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Um, oh. um, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 really bad something. Pick up mine. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> Yeah, I totally enjoyed this episode, big time. I wasn't expecting to enjoy this episode that much. And then, you know, there were a couple moments where I was a little surprised. You know, stuff wasn't really... And then, I don't know, it's like the whole... The fact we're not in high school. I'm Mm -hmm. really loving that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really enjoying that part of it. I mean, you know, I'm also enjoying Cordelia. Um, <laughs> much more than I thought I would. Like, I would never have thought that I'd be so, like, you know, giddy about Cordy. But I like the Cordy's uh, still a little vapid, uh, sexier than ever, and in her own kind of dim-witted way, extraordinarily important. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to uh, give this episode eight and a half uh, lithographs of demons. <laughs> I just don't like all the setup of the procedural stuff. Yeah. Other than that, the show's <laughs> fabulous. Anyways, sorry, Steph. Fabulous. Yeah, though, this is not one of my favorites because of the pathetic people at the pathetic. The Lonely Hearts Bar? Nightclub, yes. It's just pitiful. Dublin. So, 
That's what it's like, Stephanie. Really? <laughs> no. I, guess, I guess I don't know anything about that since I've, I've been married since I was a child, but <laughs> I give it like six or seven, six and a half. Uh, pathetic singles bars. <laughs> There's a bar in Toronto called Crocodile Rock, and it's just like this bar in the so does it, like, make you feel bad about yourself? <laughs> and on Wednesday, they have 911 Wednesdays where it's, like, firemen, uh, EMT guys, and, like, all, like, policemen go, and then all these cougars just flock to this place. Ooh, I, I don't and it is, <laughs> it is, like, when we were in university, go there every Wednesday just to, like, see the see spectacle. The <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. And it's still going on today. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody give their uh, yes. Your I, turn. Oh, just just me. Okay. Um, yeah, this would be probably I'd probably rate it the same as you, Steph. Especially for the like seriously like fifteen minutes spent at that bar. Where <laughs> I was like, I I get it. Angel's socially awkward, you know, and then the back and forth with Kate, and uh, I don't know, it just took forever. I was like, all right, let's get this thing, okay, who's the bad guy? Let's get him, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But then those incredibly awesome fight scenes, uh, Angel jumping out the window, (laughs) uh, yeah, the the alleyway fight scene and the guy getting set on fire and then shot. It was great stuff. So I, it raises it, raises it for me to a eight out of 10 news groups. (laughs) (laughs) Two hits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) News groups. News groups. (laughs) It gives me problems because I feel like you and Steph are rating it on a curve. So I feel like the series just getting better. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Because there are some willy, willy, really weak, (laughs) really weak episodes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I'm just being a bitch. (laughs) 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 About this episode. We're we're waiting for the pack to show up in uh, in Los Angeles and then everything will be all right. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what we thought. Um... (laughs) If you want to let us know what you think, you can call us now, right, Robin? Right. <laughs> you can call us at... What is it? One. Two, six, oh, two, six, Skarg. Nice. Nice. And that's Skarg with a K. Right. And two Fs. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding about the two Fs. Uh, also, you can follow us on the Twitter. That's twitter.com slash redemptioncast. You can join the Potential Cast Facebook group. That's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash potentialcast. And we'll be talking about Redemption Cast there as well. You can go to redemptioncast.blogspot.com and look there at things. And, and, and again, there's there's the, there's the potential cast, spo- there's the potential spoilers groups. There's been like rumblings, uh, like in that group, like, oh boy, I wish I, I wish I could post this in the potential cast, but I'm afraid I'd be called out and spoiling something and not, not realize it. And it's just like it's always safer to just go there 
and, and post in there. I mean, there's like a hundred more members in the potential cast group than there are in the potential spoilers group. So I, I urge you, if you want to come chat and be spoilerific, feel free. Then, then again, it'd be really awesome if uh, there were like a hundred people listening to this podcast that haven't actually uh, watched uh, Buffy or Angel before. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be really awesome if a hundred people listened. um yeah so let's hear what you guys thought i have a uh voicemail here Mm -hmm. from um i believe it is from kevin he sent us some general non-spoilery stuff so uh you guys ready to listen to it yes yeah all Mm -hmm. right let's get into it kim you're there right I'm here. Awesome. Good. Here we go. <laughs> Kevin. Hey, gang. It's Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast. I uh, just want to offer some uh, quick comments about the uh, question and discussion you had in your very uh, first podcast talking about uh, some of the differences between Buffy and Angel. I won't get spoilery, naturally, but uh, I will say a, a lot of Steph's comments I think I very much agree with in terms of the tone and, and how they are similar but different. Uh, I must say that I found that once Angel got going... Uh, some of the storylines, story arcs, were really well done in that they kept them going through many episodes and even across seasons. So uh, certainly someone like Kim and, and her background with Lost and many of you other folks who enjoy the, the uh, myth arc and the long-running stories are going to find some great stuff here. It's going to be difficult uh, for you folks, since you're alternating between Buffy and Angel, when you get to some of these Angel stories, to have to wait that extra week to see what happens next. They did a great job with that, and naturally the cast both the good guys and the bad guys is going to expand and have some new players uh, and get very rich. It really is. It's something of an ensemble cast that I really appreciated the more it went on. And we've definitely got, uh, for one of my personal faves from the Whedonverse coming up, uh, a certain female lawyer, uh, and I'll leave it at that, that I really uh, quite look forward to seeing. Allie McBeal. Episode to episode. So, <laughs> really appreciate the podcast. It's a great community on Facebook and all, so keep it up, folks. Really enjoying things. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Awesome. And we have some emails. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got we got a couple in response to our, our conversation on um, Joss Whedon's uh, involvement in the show. Um, but, so these aren't exactly related to Lonely Hearts, but uh, Ben Ben here says, <laughs> hey, Ben Ben. Uh, hey, Skarg. I've been listening to Potential Cast for a while, but I've never written it until now. I just wanted to answer your question about how Joss Whedon felt about the Angel series. Sorry, Ben Ben, but you have still not written into Potential Cast. (laughs) (laughs) You may continue. I've never read that Joss was upset or disappointed with the show and how it turned out, but I know that Joss was much more heavily involved in Buffy than in Angel. Joss wrote fewer episodes and left a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff to other showrunners like David Greenwald and Tim Manier. Also, he has made comments about how he loves the idea of Buffy a lot more than Angel because he dislikes the idea of a dark, mysterious man saving a woman. Obviously, that's not really what Angel is all about, but it's part of the premise, and some people took it to mean that he never liked the series at all but he has also praised the other writers and actors on the show again and again so I don't think it's true that he isn't proud of it. I hope you guys enjoy the series I'm really looking forward to your thoughts on it I think Angel is a better show than Buffy and it's one of my all time favorites so I think you're in for a real treat from Ben. Thank you Ben Thanks Ben. Thanks Ben I thought about that too when they were in the basement and uh, Angel pulls out that the hook 
and then when it when the when it broke on the beam, yeah. I, I instantly thought of that. Like, did they put that in because they didn't want Angel to save the day when when um what's her face? Kate hey. could just pull the gun out and like get them out on her own. Just to show that she really didn't need Angel to get out. No. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of that. Yeah. I I I think it was like it was either in the commentary or maybe an interview with him that I read with Joss, and he was just kind of like as he was filming that that first scene of City of, where basically Angel saving the girl, uh, he was just like, "What, what am I doing?" <laughs> like I'm totally betraying what I intentionally started out, but I, I don't think it's such a bad idea. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, guys can save girls. So it's it's all right. Okay. Especially if they have awesome chop sake skills. <laughs> I like sake. Uh, can I read the one from Rachel? Since wow, huge font for Illyrio indeed. <laughs> Rachel writes in Lonely Hearts, aka Angel, the veterinarian vigilante. Greetings, <laughs> <laughs> Skarg. This episode is a decent follow-up to City of that further explores the themes of loneliness and human connections via the single scene at the (laughs) envelicious named Club Dublique. (laughs) (laughs) Although I was initially bored by the somewhat slow pacing in the beginning, after subsequent rewatches, I now appreciate the depressing realism of the optimistic yet ultimately futile, desperate encounters and rejections. I like the continued bonding between Angel, Cordy, and Doyle, the blossoming chemistry between Doyle and Cordy, and I appreciate that the exposition is subtly sprinkled throughout the episode. <laughs> I thought that the I thought the misdirects and plot twists were well executed and enjoyed the recurring jokes of Batman, Angel's social ineptitude, and the misperceived sexual orientation of Angel. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, please no one say anything. Uh, however, I don't quite understand why everyone has first. so much trouble connecting the calling card stylized logo with Angel's name. But then again, I actually think that it does look like an angel, so that probably says more about me than the episode. And I love the fact that the donkey, excuse me, burrow or demon, <laughs> eviscerates its hapless victim when it realizes that it still has not found the one. The metaphor works for me because it's, isn't that how you feel when someone rejects you or breaks up with you? Like your guts have been ripped out? Um, actually, I just feel really hungry for ice cream. But, okay. <laughs> Finally, I like the bookended shots of a pensive angel contentedly sitting alone in the dark. <laughs> However, I'm not so optimistic about an emotionally unavailable woman with trust issues as a, po- as a possible romantic interest for Angel. Granted, she may be blonde, but I see zero chemistry. Perhaps she'll make a good foil for him, especially if you consider Doyle's warning about vigilantism and, and volitious. And a big yawn to the anticlimactic final demon battle with a conveniently bur- burning metal dump, Aww. providing warmth to the vagrants gathered around because, you know, it's so cold in early October in Southern California. <laughs> At least this time, the girl in the alley gets to save the guy. However, I do feel sorry for the bartender because he will forever be mistakenly remembered as a serial killer. I'm sure that most of you know, or at least Robin and Stephanie, that this is a replacement episode written in three days with the uncredited help of Marty Noxon. 
Really? Which, which may explain the somewhat unoriginal demon. I read the script for Corrupt, the originally intended episode rejected by the WB because it was way too dark for them. I didn't find it too dark for my taste, just very noir. But I can understand the reluctance to go so dark in the second episode of the series. Nevertheless, it would have been interesting to see Kate as a coke-addicted, murderous, deep undercover prostitute. (laughs) Another bit of trivia, and then I promise I'll shut up is that the episode title and possibly parts of the plot were inspired by the real-life serial-murdering couple in the 1940s known as the Lonely Hearts Killers. They found their lonely victims via personal ads, befriended them, and were eventually suspected of murdering up to 20 victims, one of them a baby. Oh, it's so sad. Google it if you wish. Interesting but gruesome stuff. Thanks for letting me ramble. Bye! Rachel Hughes. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. And I actually appreciate the morbidity you brought to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's read the email from Carrie. No, it's f- for the next episode. Um, ben, Ben, da, 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 that's good. Uh, anything interesting in the Facebook group at all that someone wants to mention? Um, that is not me because I don't like going there anymore for comments. Because <laughs> I think it's like, uh, it's great for people to discuss stuff, but then it's difficult anyway for me to kind of parse through what people yeah. are saying to each other. In what might be for us, so yeah, and you guys may have not watched the episode, you because I know Kimberly just watched it like an hour ago. I watched yes. it three hours ago. Uh, hmm. Heidi says that she loves the business cards that no one can figure out has an angel on them. Cordelia, so proud of them too. <laughs> and, uh, Anicio Cordero, Cordero. Yeah, Cordero. it would be Cordero. Cordero, or probably Cordero, but it's Cordero. Uh, there are many twists in this episode, but I guess the biggest of them all is the revelation that Angel actually does have a personality in his own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I actually like him. Me too. I'm shocked. <laughs> Patrick Thomas says, "I've never particularly cared for Kate, so this episode loses some points with me for introducing her. <laughs> She's going to be around a while. Oh. She has to help Magnum." <laughs> well, I guess they need some sort of like real authoritative. They need someone to give them on, on the, the inside side of the cops, yeah. right? What her role is is the person going, "What? What?" Being very incredulous. Okay. What's going on? So she is Scully. Yeah. <laughs> Simone, Simone says, "I think this. I think the only thing that one can say about Lonely Hearts is, oh, look how sweet." Pretty blonde. Look at a sweet, pretty blonde cop named Kate. An angel can't have her for various reasons, other than that the demon reminds me way too much of the succubus demon in season two of Charmed. She's a man, hmm. baby, a man. <laughs> She's a man, baby, a man. Sorry, that was great. <laughs> awesome. Um, is that good for feedback? Are we good for feedback? We're good for feedback. You know, we're getting used to this whole different Ooh. rhythm that, you know, differs from potential cast. So, you know, if it sounds a little bit disjointed, eh, blame my editing. So. I blame Kim. I blame Kim, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Kim, too? <laughs> um, Your double. I think it may be time for quotes. And I want to go first. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Seriously, I wasn't hitting on you. that made me laugh out loud (laughs) I love that line 
You look troubled. Or is that just your lazy eye? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, people's lips I'm like waltz. <laughs> what uh, is this? A lobster? Okay. <laughs> funny. She's not funny. <laughs> Go ahead. But did you notice in that scene that Angel handed her the card and she gave it back to him and then he put it in his pocket? So how is she going to call them? <laughs> she has a photographic memory. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <clears throat> demons. Is there anything more disgusting? I don't Aww. know. Aww. Poor Doyle. The Irish. <laughs> Is there anything more <laughs> Irish demons? Is there anything more <laughs> Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> I uh, believe I covered that with non dairy kerplui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't see any donkey demons. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. If that was my gift, I'd return it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a self-flagellating hypocrite slut. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for admitting it. <laughs> oh, we're still doing quotes? <laughs> I don't believe the self-flagellating part. I'm convinced you hire people to do that. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Lonely Hearts. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying this so far. I'm surprised too. I'm a little <laughs> I'm bit glad. in disbelief of how much I'm enjoying this. I really like this one, and it was not as good as other things have to be for me to really like them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Uh, maybe I'm getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> Need to bring back some edge. Um, yeah, so we don't have to thank guests, but we do have to talk about homework for next time. Ah, yes. Uh, your homework for next week is uh, Season 1, Episode 3, In the Dark. And that's all I'll say about it. Awesome. <laughs> is it the I first crossover episode? No, no, it's not. Okay. It's, it's not. my favorite episode of Season 1. Awesome. <laughs> that's a spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when did oh, it, is, it, is it a spoiler to ask when the crossovers come, like mid-season or toward the end? They never come. <laughs> it was all a foiler. They don't yeah, have any crossovers. Especially, not, all especially like, not the next episode. <laughs> it would be interesting if like the, the crossovers took you by surprise. It would be great. Yeah. Like that demon. <laughs> 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 Alright everybody, goodbye. So we're talking about anal rape, right? Yeah. Can you leave that in? I'm the world's first analyst therapist. I'm an analyst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I took my wreath of intestines to you, sir. (laughs) All right, let's close this out with uh, abruptly ending recording. Abruptly ending recording in three, two.
Could it be you might be mine? 